Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Just showing you we are not perfect here. It's humility. <laughs> Practicing humility. We're going to talk about some humility this morning, so that's fun. Hey, I have a story to start off. A little bit of story about me. So about a month ago, we finished screening in our back patio. It's always been open, and we decided it'd be more useful if it was screened in. It'd be nicer. And so I decided I want some of the string lights in the patio. And usually when you do string lights, they're high up around the ceiling, right? So I asked Clint to help me because short girl can't reach up there. So, um, so Clint helped me put them up, but then three weeks ago, I decided I wanted to adjust them because they weren't exactly, I changed my mind. I changed my mind, decided I wanted to do it differently. So Clint's gone, I'm by myself, and so I grabbed my handy dandy step stool and started adjusting the lights. And it was fine. Okay, okay. So, short girl problems. I have this step stool that I use. It's one of those fold-up step stools. And then I also have this smaller step stool that I put on top of it. But, <laughs> okay, there you go. But the step stool that I normally use was in the basement, and I didn't want to go downstairs in the basement, so I used this other step stool. It didn't fit the same. So I thought it would be okay anyway. So I went with it. And I've never had issues with my other really good step stool, okay? So I used this other step stool, put the little one on top, and I slipped. It slipped. And so I went down really fast and hard onto the concrete backwards. So I hit the back of my head and messed up my neck a little bit hit my elbow, landed on my elbow, took layers of skin off my elbow, and it's still bruised, and hit my hip and my ankle. So I was pretty messed up. I thought I was going to pass out. It was pretty bad. It was really bad. I'm by myself, so I make myself get up and go inside on, to lay on the couch. And Clint comes home, and he's like, what? <laughs> anyway, so... Took ibuprofen, went to bed. It's all good. The next day, I, Monday is our Sabbath day, so we take Mondays off and um, spend some intentional time with God. And so on Mondays, I like to go to this park and walk or run a trail. And so went to the park. I was feeling decent, and so I went to the park, started to walk, and then decided I'm going to try running because I just wanted to run that day. But my body said, no way. <laughs> um, my hip hurt 
so bad. There was no way I was going to run. So anyway, finished my walk and then called. I have this group of friends. We have Marco. We use this Marco Polo app. Does anybody use Marco Polo? Yeah. We use this Marco Polo app. We have this group chat that we use. And so I, so I sent them a message. I said, hey, this is what happened. We, have, we had a women's retreat coming up. And I'm like, I, I don't want to be in pain all week. This is what happened. Can you pray for me? And so my friend Melissa, she responds. She just got on it. And she responded and just spoke to the pain, prayed for healing, and just went after it. And I claimed it and, and then let it go, went on with my day. And a few hours later, I was like, wait, my hip's not hurting. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And so just went throughout my day. And the next morning, got up. Went to go do my workout, decided I'm going to try running, see what happens. Completely pain-free in my hip. And the rest of my body was still hurting. I still had bruises on my elbow and my ankle, and my neck was still uncomfortable. But there was no pain in my hip. And I did my full workout pain-free. See, God is in the healing business. There's different kinds of healing that he wants to heal. I'm going to read some scripture. We got 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 9. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. And to another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. And jump down to verse 28. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and then miracles, and then gifts of healing. So we're going to talk about healing today. There's different kinds of healing. There's physical healing. There's emotional healing, relational healing, spiritual healing, different kinds of healing. The goal for healing is wholeness. The Lord wants us to get to a place of wholeness, not just partly. He wants us to be whole. 1 Peter 5, verse 10 says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. He wants to bring restoration to us. That's the desire of his heart, is to bring restoration, and it's available to us. Many times he uses people to bring healing to us. So we're finishing up a series on the Holy Spirit. The title of the series is Empowered Living a Spirit-Filled Life. And today, our focus is healing. The scripture that we have today is about a beggar, a man who is crippled 
and he receives physical healing. And result of that physical healing, he gets emotional and relational and spiritual healing as well. They all are linked together. So Acts 3 is our scripture for today. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth, so this guy has never walked in his life. In Acts 4, it says that he was over 40 years old. So for over 40 years old, this man never walked. He was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting, some, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So today's message title is Supernatural Healing, God's Gift to Wholeness, because it is a gift. Healing is a gift. But let me pray, and then I'll give you some things to consider. So Holy Spirit, we need you this morning. We need your truth. Lord, we need you to speak to us this morning. God, I pray for ears and eyes and hearts and minds to be open to your truth. God, I, w I don't want this to be just me talking, <laughs> but I want you to speak through me. Whatever words come out of my mouth, Lord, I want them to be yours. I want your truth to be spoken this morning, because that is what's healing. So Lord, we just ask for your presence this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so your first fill-in, we can all experience more healing when we ask for help. Verse 3 says, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. This is something this man did on a regular basis. On a daily basis, he asked for help. He didn't really have any choice but to ask for help. He couldn't walk. He couldn't care for himself. He couldn't get to the place where he needed to be without help. He was born into brokenness, physical brokenness, and that resulted in emotional, mental, and spiritual and relational wholeness, a brokenness. So he just lived in brokenness on a daily basis. He didn't have any choice but to ask for help. Asking means admitting we need something, and this takes laying down our pride. We all need something. We all need healing. 
So 16 years ago, my family and I, we were in a car accident. We, it was a head-on collision. And as a result of that accident, I had 17 broken bones in my body from head to toe. And I was covered in bruises. I had a collapsed lung. So for the next two months, I couldn't care for myself, literally. I couldn't drive. I couldn't hold my kids because it was too painful. My kids were in two different places. <laughs> I was broken in every way. I lived that way. I was completely dependent on other people to care for me and my kids. I didn't have any choice. Just like, like this beggar, he was born into brokenness. He was born as a crippled man. He didn't have any choice. He had to ask for help. We have to ask God for help. Over 20 times in the New Testament, Jesus tells us to ask. Matthew 7, verse 7, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. In John 16, verse 24, Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Ask. Jesus tells us over and over to ask him. We have to remember that he's our helper. And he is our healer. So what does it take to ask for help? It takes choosing humility. Before the accident, I was very independent. I did everything on my own. I didn't need help. I was misindependent. <laughs> and then I was in a place of complete brokenness and I was forced to ask for help. The truth is that we all live in brokenness in one way, shape, or form. We all live in brokenness. But to ask for help takes humility. It's really hard to ask for help when you're proud. When you're carrying proud, it's really hard to ask for help. C.S. Lewis says, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Humility isn't beating yourself up and putting yourself down to make others feel better or to make yourself... That's not humility. Humility is considering others above yourself. Humility is a big deal to God. Big deal. 1 Peter 5, verses 5 through 6. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Humility is a big deal. Just like you put clothes on in the morning, 
put humility on. He says, clothe yourself with humility. Let's put humility on every day. Clothe yourselves with humility. Some practical ways to be humble. Heads up, some of these are not easy to do. Accept the truth that you are powerless. We need God. We desperately need God. The second one is to forgive quickly. Don't hang on to issues that you have with people. Learn to forgive quickly. Number three is retaliate. Wouldn't that be so easy to just retaliate? Jesus was the greatest example of this. He was the most mistreated person on the planet. Instead of retaliating, he gave up his life. That's humility. Number four is serve others. Put others in front of you. Number five, admit you don't know it all. We don't know it all. We don't have it all together. And the last one is, there's a lot more, but these are six of them that I chose. Submitting to authority. This can be a really hard one, especially if the person that is an authority over you, like, yeah, I don't agree with that. You have a boss that's really hard to submit to. The Bible says to submit to authority, even when it's hard. It takes humility to do that. The truth is God is God and we are not. So let's put God in his rightful place above everything in our lives. We sang the song this morning, Rain Above It All. Let's put him in his rightful place above everything in our lives. Your next feeling is choosing humility as a strength, not a weakness. I think to so many of us, that's a foreign concept. (laughs) Because that's not what society tells us. It's not what culture teaches us. Culture says, you take care of you. You do you. It's not what the Bible says. Humility is a strength not a weakness. We are stronger when we choose humility. It takes a big person to choose humility. So let's ask him for help and also expect results. We can all experience more healing when we expect results. It's your number two. Verses 4 and 5 says, Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. 
So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. It is very unusual for someone to walk up to a beggar and say, look at us. Extremely unusual. So when Peter and John said, look at us, he was like, whoa, what is happening? (laughs) Something big must be coming my way if they said to look at them. I lived in Guatemala City for six weeks, and almost on a daily basis, we would walk by beggars on the street. And our leaders told us to not give them anything. Don't give them money, don't give them anything material that they could sell. If you want to give them something, give them food. And we didn't have any money. <laughs> we were missionaries. We didn't have any money. We didn't have any, anything valuable. And so I remember vividly walking by these beggars and intentionally not making eye contact with them because I didn't have anything for them. So when Peter and John said, look at us, that's big. For this man. So he was expecting something from them. And Peter says, I don't have gold or silver, but I do have something for you. He had the gift of healing from the, through the power of the Holy Spirit for this man. Jesus gave him the authority to heal the sick. Peter knew what it was like to have God work through him to heal the sick because he's experienced it before. Jesus trained him in this. In Luke 9, verses 1 and 2, it says, When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Then in verse 6, so they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. So on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down like in power, this happened before Pentecost. And Jesus gave his disciples a measure of the Holy Spirit to do ministry. And he said, go heal the sick and spread the good news. So Peter's been through this before, and so he expected results too. Just just like this man was expecting something from Peter and John, Peter knew what God had done before, and so he was expecting God to move. Peter was putting himself out there because he was just anointed head of the church. And so he's praying for this man in a public place where there's lots of people walking by, and so he's putting himself out there. It's risky. It's risky to pray for healing for someone, because what if God doesn't say yes? (laughs) What if God chooses to do something else? It's risky. Peter was putting himself out there, who was putting his reputation on the line. 
There's a quote from Stephen Furtick. He said, this is why we don't expect. If we don't expect, we can't be let down. If we don't expect God to do something, then we won't be disappointed. But what if we do expect him to do something? What if he does have something more for us? Do we want to miss out on that? Do we want to risk looking like a crazy person (laughs) and taking a risk? Do we want to risk getting our hopes up? Do we want to risk asking for more? But what if God says no or not yet? But what if he says yes? What if God has something better for you? And this takes faith. We ask God for help. We expect results. This takes faith. Your third fill-in is step out in faith. We can all experience more healing when we step out in faith. Verse 7 says, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. So it's one thing to say, I hope you get healed. It's a whole other level of faith to say, get up and walk. That's like through the roof faith. To say, get up and walk. That's the kind of faith Peter had. Because he trusted Jesus. This wasn't something that Peter and John just did on a whim. (laughs) But it also wasn't something that they planned to do. I could see Peter and John walking to the temple to pray. And as they're walking, God says, pray for this man. Um, But God, we're going to the temple to pray. But I want you to pray for this man. But we're going to pray for this man. And out of obedience, Peter and John stop and pray for this man. That's where the power of the Holy Spirit can come in when we choose to be obedient. You see, God wants to use us to bring healing to other people. He used Peter and John, who were just normal people. They were just normal people. God wants to use us to bring healing to other people. He wants to use someone to use to bring healing to you.
So do we trust God enough to let him give us what we need? Do you need physical healing? Do you need relationships to be restored? Many of us need healing from the pain of our past. So much of what is painful in our lives was just handed to us. We didn't ask for it. It was just handed to us. Life happened. So much of the pain in my life that I have worked through, I didn't choose it. <laughs> I didn't choose it. It happened. And I had to learn how to deal with it. I had to figure out how I was going to respond. Can we trust that he is still good, even if it's something we didn't ask for? Healing is a process a lot of the time. Do we trust him to walk us through the process of moving towards wholeness? Because he wants us to move towards wholeness. He doesn't want us to keep living in brokenness. That's not why he sent his son to die on the cross. His desire for us is to be whole. I'm telling you, I would not be living here or standing on this stage if I had not moved towards wholeness through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's just true. Trusting God takes faith. That's your last fill-in. Trusting God takes faith. When we trust him, we become stronger. And when we choose humility, we become stronger. That's a new concept for a lot of us. There's strength in trusting him. Um, some practical things in pursuing healing here at Lighthouse. Um, if you need physical healing, we have a prayer team. They're actually trained in praying for physical healing. Um, so the, the ministry team up here on Sundays after service, they are actually trained in physical healing prayer. Um, emotional healing, we have a healing prayer team available. Some of the prayer team is also available for that. If you want to pursue some of that, you can email me. My email is at the bottom of your handout. And then spiritual and relational healing, you can set up an appointment with Pastor Clint. His email is also at the bottom of your handout. But I want to tell you, every single person 
on the planet needs healing. We live in a sinful world. We live in a broken world. So we all need healing, whether it's physical, emotional, relational, spiritual, whatever that looks like. I wish I could make you believe that <laughs> as much as I do, because I believe it with my whole being. But I also want you to believe that you can pursue wholeness through Jesus Christ. We don't have to live in brokenness. We don't have to walk in brokenness. If Jesus, if Jesus didn't provide healing, there's no reason for him to die on the cross. If he wouldn't have wholeness for us, then why would he die? For us. That's why he went to the cross. It's to bring healing for us. It's available to us. So we need to ask God for help. We need to expect results and then trust him in the process. So I'm going to hand ministry time over to Katie in the beacon and then Clint's going to come up and finish us out. So the, um, the word that kind of stood out to me <clears throat> during this service is wholeness. Uh, I just go back to that, that beggar for a second. Once he was healed physically, see that opened up the door for him to be healed spiritually. If you read on in the story, he's, he goes with Peter into the temple courts. He was not allowed into the temple courts until that moment. Because if you were uh, crippled, you could not go into the temple courts. So that was 40 years of sitting outside of the church doors, essentially. And in a moment, he was healed spiritually, which opened up the door to be healed relationally. And, and as you can imagine the emotional healing that he had after that as well. You know, Rose is pretty accurate. We all probably need to be healed from something at any point in time. And that little bit of brokenness, that little bit of pain that we have in one area of our life, it does impact the other areas of our life. We may not think that. We might think, no, I'm good physically. I'm good spiritually. I'm good emotionally. But you have this one relationship that is killing you that affects you that affects you so healing is what we're offering today um, but it takes faith it takes you taking a step in faith uh, it takes you asking for help and we're just going to make that available today so let's all stand if you would like physical healing like you got something going on. It's just a physical condition. Um, our prayer team had prayed this morning and they said uh, anyone who has shoulder pain or knee pain should come up. They felt like God wanted to bring healing for shoulders and knees today. So if that's you, um, we're going to have a prayer team over here. So if you have any physical needs, you can just come up over here on this side 
And we're going to um, be taking time to pray for those with physical conditions, all right? So we'll just take, and you might have to wait a little bit, but we'll take time and we'll pray for you guys one-on-one, all right? So anyone with physical. Um, But if you have any of these other areas that are maybe not so obvious, you have a relationship, uh, it could be um, just some emotional baggage that you're carrying, or maybe spiritually, you just have some hurt, some church hurt. I'm going to invite you to come up over here on this side. So any other kind of pain, just come up over here on this side. And Rose will be leading some prayer for that as well. Okay? And if you're like, I don't know, there's a lot of people standing up there. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Remember, you got to ask for help. All right? Be willing to ask for help. And uh, we'll be praying up here for a while. So you can just sit in your chair and just kind of wait for us as we take time to pray for everyone, okay? But healing is available to us through the power of the Holy Spirit, through God. So uh, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we come to you and we thank you for everyone that's up here, Lord. We invite your Holy Spirit to be here as our prayer team members take time to pray for these people, Lord. Let the miraculous happen, Lord, we pray. And Father, I pray that for the rest of us, Lord, I pray that you would just continue to bring us wholeness, Lord, in every aspect of our life. You don't want us to walk in brokenness. And if we need to step out in faith and and, and, and humility and ask, Lord, I pray that we would do that today. But be with us now as we go, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for being here today. And again, you guys just wait around up here and we're going to take time and pray for you. Okay. And the rest of you, if you guys would take your uh, conversations out into the atrium, we'd appreciate that. And we'll just kind of have this be a place of prayer. And the newcomer's lunch will start in about 15 minutes or so, maybe 20 minutes. So feel free to wait out in the atrium until then. And if we have any leaders here that are willing to come up and help, home group leaders, help us pray. We'd appreciate that too. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.